Welcome to Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. Hello everybody. How you doing today? In case you're joining us for the first time, I am Senior Master Craig Greca. I'm a 6th degree black belt in the Universal Martial Art, a 5th degree master in the Chaekwondo Martial Art. And I have a brown sash in Kung Fu, and I've been training for over two years in Kabuto Weapons. And I'm here today to discuss the teachings and trainings inside the Karate Kid Universe including the Cobra Kai Netflix show. So I got a little special treat for you guys today. Um, before we uh, start off with our, uh, our topic, um, first of all, a um, little, uh, little uh, Karate Kid and Cobra Kai basis for today's episode is kind of loosely based um, on the Christmas episode in Cobra Kai where Daniel and Johnny went to a Christmas party. Unfortunately, there is no snow in the Karate Kid universe because it is set in Southern California, even though it's filmed in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> the only thing that is similar to the topic is the ice that Daniel breaks in the Karate Kid 2, and he attempts to do it in Cobra Kai as well, uh, for which a game that we are talking about today is based on for, for the martial art training part. So in order to introduce our topic today, we got a little special for you. And here it goes. This is a song by Willie Nelson. Frosty the snowman was a fairy tale, they say. He was made of snow, but the children know how he came to life one day. Now must have been some magic in that old silk hat they found. For when they placed it on his head, he began to dance around. That was uh, Frosty the Snowman by Willie Nelson. And um, Frosty the Snowman is our topic today. So, a um, little background on this. Um, when we were kids, we uh, played outside in the snow all the time. We grew up in Michigan. Um, we made snow forts. We went sledding. We made snowmen. Um, it was always a lot of fun, and uh, we looked forward to it every winter. Okay. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, up in Michigan here, we have uh, snow days sometimes, um, and they call off school. And uh, it was so much fun because if we got a snow day, we'd hear it over the uh, radio, and um, they would say, you know, you know, you know, Saline schools are canceled today, and then we would go, oh yay, and then we would go and get our sleds out and start sledding and uh, making snowmen and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it was always a lot of fun. We grew, Growing up in Michigan around the snow was always a, a blast. Um, so that is our topic for today. So we'll explain how this is a topic for us as we go along. First of all, um, for the work task, in order to... Now, I have... Um, uh, people that listen to my podcast in uh, warmer climates, like in Florida, as well as people that live up north here in Michigan. So I kind of spread it out here so that um, the topic can be applicable to anyone. Uh, first of all, um, you have to make sure you have the proper winter gear um, to make sure that you stay warm for winter play. And then, of course, vice versa for the, uh, for the warm climates. Uh, also, too, another uh, work task for... Uh, playing in the winter wonderland is uh, shoveling walkways and driveways in order to gather boulders 
to making snowman and also for the game later on. Okay. Um, you can also use those boulders uh, collected from shovel and snow. You can use them to make a snow fort. Okay, so we used to make snow forts every year as well and use those boulders um, to build them. You can also uh, do the same thing at the beach in warmer climates. Um, instead of um, building a snow fort, you have to dig a hole in the sand for a fort, sometimes using um, uh, driftwood that you find in order to fortify it. Okay, but you can do the same thing in warmer climates as well. Okay. Now, uh, another thing you can do out in the Winter Wonderland is you can build a snowman or a sandman for uh, fun. And uh, you can use this for sparring later on. And we'll explain that during the martial art practice. Okay. Another thing we do as well is we use the icicles that we find because we go around and uh, make sure there's no icicles on the house um, because sometimes they can get really big. And then when they come crashing down, they could... Uh, Hurt or dam hurt someone or damage something, uh, but we used to use those icicles as swords and uh, sometimes bow stabs if they're big enough, and uh, use them outside um, to play. So that was always a lot of fun. So you can see that you can take things that you do for work and you can turn them into something fun. Okay, the the um, the point is is that you have to engage in life. Okay, uh, I know I this is I'm sound like a broken record here, but I talk about this all the time in my podcast about getting kids off the couch, get them off the video games and the and the computers and the phones, and have them engage in life because there's always lots of things to do if you just uh, lift your head up and uh, go check it out. So, anyways, um, not much for the um, the work task. I mean. Um, you can also add in there, clean off the cars uh, as a work task because that's something that kids should do for the parents if there's a lot of snow on it. It's a good idea to take the little brush and the scraper and go around and uh, knock all the snow off the cars. We used to do that as part of our chores. After we've cleaned the driveway, we would uh, clean off all the cars as well to make sure that we're all shoveled out and ready to master the snow and master the elements. Okay? So, um... We have a big uh, part today in our martial art practice to explain why making a snowman or sandman can be used for martial art practice, okay, or martial art training. Um, first, um, one of the things that we used to do in the uh, Boy Scouts is uh, we used to always have uh, campouts in the fall and winter, and uh, we took kid campouts in the winter. We'd meet in a parking lot at the school. And then we'd make sure everybody has all their stuff. And then we would uh, gather up in the, in the cars that the adults are driving up there. And we'd depart. Okay, sometimes we had to wait for people to get there. And while we were waiting, uh, we would uh, um, take those, those big drifts of all the snow that was uh, kicked up by, um, by the people that, uh, that scraped the, the parking lots at the school. And they make these big, giant, giant piles, mountains of snow. And we used to take the boulders from those, the big snowballs, and try to um, uh, throw them at each other. But we also used to have a little bit of fun, too. And uh, one of the games that we used to play is um, you sit there in a stance, and you're, like, ready. And then uh, someone would throw um, the uh, boulder at you. And when they throw the boulder at you, then you would uh, try to, to swing kick it or roundhouse kick 
the uh, boulder to see if you could uh, kick it before it hits you. Okay, and that was one of the fun parts about um, um, playing in the snow is we could do our martial art training out there. And so like they go, hey, throw me another one. Throw it about waist level. I'm like, oh, throw one about face level. You know, and we we challenge ourselves to see if we could uh, if we can kick high and if we could slam it really fast in front of us. Um, we were always pretty good at that. I don't, I'm, I don't, I'm not sure why. A lot of times these days, I feel like uh, maybe uh, if I did that uh, a kid in class, that it would just hit them because they would just react so slow. A lot of people's reactions are pretty slow these days, uh, especially when they drive cars. But that's a whole other thing. Um, so we tried different things, a swing kick, crescent kick. Um, I even tried a jump spinning um, a crescent kick, like the Jean-Claude Van Damme style. That was always my, my signature move and you throw it so I can line it up and time it perfectly to bring that kick around and smash it in the air. Um, you can also do the same thing with hand techniques. Sometimes it's kind of slippery. Maybe the kicks don't uh, work out for you because you know, you're know you afraid you're going to fall. So you can use hand techniques. So we used to use, uh, someone throw something at us, we do a palm strike or a round palm. Um, one of the things that was um, fun to do was uh, a knife hand strike or a reverse knife hand. Okay. And the reason why it was fun for is because those two techniques have a chopping function. They chop. So when you take a knife hand strike or a reverse knife hand, they kind of chop the boulder in half. Okay, so when something comes at you face, face level, you can take a reverse knife hand and split it in half before it gets to you. And then um, it would simply just disappear um, to the sides of your body. Um, the same thing when you do it, when you chop downward. Okay, so when you chop downward, someone throws something at you, do a knife hand strike downward, like a chop. Uh, we used to call that a choy chop or a UMA chop. Um, it's kind of fun to do, kind of a fun game. So you can try that as well. Now, how could you do this in warmer climates? Okay, well, inside and in warmer climates, you can use a focus mitt, a ball, or a pillow. Okay, you can use any of those. I don't think you can make a sand ball. Okay, otherwise that'd be way too muddy. I don't think that would really work. So uh, I would try that instead. Okay, now. <clears throat> Making your frosty, making your frosty, okay? In fact, frosty just barked, and I'm not sure why, because I'm in the middle of a podcast right now. So our dog's name's Frosty, so we got to tell him to shut up, okay? So shut up, Frosty, okay? Now, um, you make your snowman, okay? So you make your snowman in warmer climates, take the big ball, then a medium size, then a, then a small one for the head. Um, and you can use them as a practice dummies, practice dummy to practice your kicks, Okay? So one of the things that we used to do when we were kids is, maybe this sounds morbid, I don't know, but we used to make a snowman, a snowman, then we used to, uh, uh, like, kick the head off, you know, and then we used to have another, put the boulder back up. If we didn't smash it, we would uh, put it back up again and then get a chance to try again. Hey, can you do it? Let me see if you can do it. Uh, let's make a taller one so we can see if we can uh, kick it, you know, just hit the head clean off without messing up the snowman, um, see how much uh, accuracy you had and how much grace you had, okay? So we make a, I think one time we made multiple heads so that we could, uh, we could smash it and, and keep on going. Um, <laughs> in fact, uh, my older boys actually would um, uh, use a snowman to uh, practice their, their tumbling skills, I um, mean their tackling skills. So they would run and tackle the, uh, the snowman. Whenever someone made a snowman, they would run and tackle it to practice their tackling skills. So I guess that's uh, using your martial arts training as well. Now, how can you do this in warmer climates, okay? 
Well, um, you can use a bob. So if you have one of those bobs, you can use that to, um, to practice kicking the head with your swing kick. Um, you can also put stuff on top of Bob's head. Um, in fact, uh, you know, sometimes I, I, I write my podcast and then I think of something later on that, that I used to do that's funny. Um, one of the things we used to do, um, myself and Master Wright, is um, we used to take a Bob and we put a Santa Claus hat on him at Christmas time. And then we would try to see if we could very gently, uh, accurately, knock just the Santa hat off his head to see how much grace and accuracy we had with our kick. So we used to take a swing kick and we used to try and knock the uh, Santa Claus hat off of Bob. Uh, do spinning kick, spinning reverse swing kick, uh, jump uh, spinning crescent kick as well. We used to try all those to see if we could knock the Santa Claus hat off of Bob. And it was, that was a lot of fun. That was a, that was a fun game. And you guys can do the same thing. Now, let, let's say, for example, that you don't have a Bob. Okay, that you don't have a Bob, but you have a heavy bag. You can do the same thing by putting something on the heavy bag. We do it all the time in weapons classes. Uh, we put something on top of the bag. Uh, put it towards the front more so you can chance to knock it off and with your legs stuck up there. Uh, but you can put something on top of the bag and you can practice knocking it off, okay, with, with different kicks. Um, also, too, I mean, you could, um, people, I mean, I just, we just lived, used to live in Florida not too long ago. And, uh, you know, you could do the same thing with a sandman, too. So if you want to make yourself a sandman instead of a snowman, um, you, could, um, you could do that um, in order to practice your martial arts skills. A lot of times, um, it's kind of funny, um, um, certain kicks, um, you have to have a partner for, you know, and sometimes you just need a partner to use for targeting, okay, and that's one of the uh, uh, premises that we use in uh, our Taekwondo and Universal Martial Art classes, is that you use a person for targeting, okay? Now, a lot of people need a target in order to function. Um, I can usually visualize things in the air pretty well, and most martial arts martial artists who have been martial artists for a while can do that. There are certain kicks, though, that are very difficult, still difficult. Like one of the kicks I can mention is the the jump spinning uh, side kick. Jump spin side kick is really difficult to do without a target, without a shield, because without a target there, you worry about overextend the leg. And then you end up um, doing a really, really short kick because you're, you're unsure of yourself. Because there's nothing to kick and kind of push off of for you to land your kick. So you're worried about landing it. So you do a little baby kick and then you put your feet down so that you can you know, overextend yourself. So, and certain kicks are like that. Without a target, they're very difficult to do. Okay? Most of the jump spinning kind are like that. Um, so we've got to make sure that... Um, that you use the, your sparring buddy as a, as a target. So you can use a Sandman, Snowman, uh, your heavy bag, or your Bob to use as a target so that you can practice uh, doing that stuff. And I, I challenge you guys to, to have the grace and accuracy to, do, to, to be able to hit things uh, very, um, um, just with a lot of precision. Precision is very important, okay? Uh, sometimes these days people have those big air shields and kids kick the air shield and punch the air shield, whatever they want. But you have to be able to hit certain spots, you know, in, in a real fight. So if you hit someone like in the chest, like an adult, you know, it's not going to hurt. You know, uh, hit them in the arm, it's not going to hurt. 
So you really got to hit in a little bit more vulnerable areas and having the accuracy to do so will make you more effective. I'm not saying that you need to go out and practice hitting pressure points because that's really difficult, very difficult to hit that accurately unless you have a lot of years of training. But you should um, try and get more precise with your mar and more accurate with your techniques. Now for the martial art mental training today, okay? Frosty the Snowman is all about making friends, okay? If you watch the, you listen to the song and you, and you watch the uh, television special, um, it was about the kids making themselves a friend, okay? A friend that they could relate to, a friend that they could play with, okay? And we're going to use this today to talk about making friends at your martial arts studio, okay? So make friends at your martial arts studio. Okay, so that's very important. So whatever martial arts studio that you attend, uh, make some friends. Because when there's uh, friendship and there's trust, a lot of times you, your martial art training can be more effective. Okay, I know on the Zoom classes that I teach, we have, um, I usually get online uh, about 10 minutes early or so, um, just to, you know, rap with people a little bit. You know, good chance to talk to them, make jokes. Uh, we bring our dogs. Um, like Frosty earlier, we bring them on camera and everybody shows their dog off and stuff like that, or cat. So that's important to make friends at your martial arts studio, wherever you train. Uh, I put a reference in here about the, um, the song. He said there must have been some magic in that silk hat, you know. Uh, the magic they're talking about is the making of friends, okay? So you make magic when you make friends. Friends make training a lot more fun, okay? Uh, I know that my brother and I, we trained together all the way up, and it was fun. You know, we used to just, we used to do this game where, similar to the Frosty the Snowman game, except we do it inside of a studio, uh, where I have a focus mitt, he has a focus mitt, and uh, we'd see how high we could kick and slam the focus mitt with the swing kick, so... Uh, that was always a lot of fun. We used to do it before class, before everybody got there, and we get a chance to uh, practice our swing kicks good. Um, one of the uh, things that I put down here is that making friends takes confidence. So you have to have confidence in yourself to make friends. And one of the things that we teach in martial art class is confidence. So we teach you confidence, and then you can make friends as well. Okay, so it's a kind of a dual benefit, dual benefit. So, um, to wrap things up a little bit, um, our secret phrase of the week is, there must have been some magic in that old silk cap they found. So that's our secret phrase, is there must have been some magic in that old silk, silk cap they found. Uh, because uh, when they uh, placed it on his head, he began to dance around. Okay. The technique of the week is chop techniques. So any technique that chops. Okay. So like, um, you know, um, the knife hand strike, the downward knife hand strike, and uh, reverse knife hand are all chopping techniques. Okay. You could even say, too, that a downward kick's a chopping technique, too. So you can... Take a downward kick to the to a boulder or to a sand hill. Okay. 
Okay, so remember that we're here every week to learn in order to fully learn any kind of martial art. You have to unlearn your misconceptions about what constitutes training. I mean, who would ever think that Frosty the Snowman could be um, a lesson for martial art training? Okay? Uh, maybe I can. I don't know. Anyways, hope you guys enjoyed our podcast today. Remember that we're learning martial arts through everyday work, thus creating life around you, increased productivity, and a better world. Hope you enjoy, enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your week. This is Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. Take care, everybody, and have a great day. Bye-bye.